Welcome to Leading Simple with Rusty George. Our goal is to make following Jesus and leading others a bit more simple. Here's your host, Rusty George. Hey, welcome to episode 156 of Leading Simple. Hope for the overwhelmed today. We're just going to talk about mental health. I'm going to share with you some of my struggles. I'm going to share with you some of my solutions and some of the great things that God could do in your life. And so every month on the podcast, we take one episode just to drill down on mental health, especially coming off the last year of our pandemic and everything else going on. So I'm excited to just share from my heart with you. I love our guests, but I also love the chance just to talk one-on-one with you. Hopefully this is helpful for you, and so you can share this with a friend. And today our episode is sponsored by Red Letter Challenge. Red Letter Challenge is an incredible resource to help you and your ministry dive deeper into the words of Jesus. You can check out more at redletterchallenge.com. So today we're going to talk about mental health. And I want to talk to you, just you and me, one-on-one, leading simple, help for the overwhelmed, especially when it comes to your own mental health. Here we go. Well, hey, everybody. We're really glad you're joining us. Uh, Today, we normally have a guest on to talk about mental health issues on the first episode of the month. Part of leading simple is help for the overwhelmed. And all of us over the last 15, 16 months have felt overwhelmed when it came to our mental health capacities. I think for many of us, before COVID hit, we probably had a little bit of stress, a little bit of anxiety. And what happened during COVID was, as one person said, it's like someone drained the lake and all the junk at the bottom was exposed. And if you had a drinking problem, it probably only got worse. If you had family crises, it probably only got worse because now you're around each other all the time. If you had fears about scarcity or about employment or about the future, it probably only got worse. And certainly, if you had fears about death, that probably only got worse. There's something that happens to all of us when we have an intake of bad news over and over and over and over again like we did. As a result... Many of us who went into COVID with a little bit of anxiety probably came out with high anxiety. And those of us who thought we might be on some kind of a mental health spectrum came out of it feeling like, yep, we definitely are. Suicide rates are up. We have more teens cutting themselves, harming themselves, wanting to end their lives. Many of us have had suicide ideation, coming up with ideas as to how we might end our life. And here we are. The world is coming back, moving on, and yet many of us feel like we are not ready for that. Well, I want to talk today about where is the church in all of this, how the church might have hurt us in the past, how the church might help us in the future, and I want to talk a little bit about that dark side of what the church can try to do in our best interest, but sometimes only adds to the problem. Uh, There is a a popular song uh, that's out now. And it is by an up-and-coming young artist. And the song is simply entitled VBS. And this kind of fits into this category of a lot of people who have had just a little bit of church in their background and their past growing up. And now that they're older, they're kind of deconstructing their faith. They're kind of walking away from faith altogether because of a bad experience in a church. Uh, This particular song by Lucy Dacus is called VBS, and the lyrics go like this. In the summer of 07, I was sure I'd go to heaven, but I was hedging my bets at VBS. The preacher in a t-shirt told me I could be a leader, 
taught me how to build a fire and to spread the word. The song goes on to talk about how she was at summer camp, how she uh, would go to VBS and she would hear about uh, what God wanted to do through her life. And then she decided to try to share this with a fellow classmate, a friend. The classmate was interested in what she had to say, but had a more pressing problem at the time. And that was he was being physically abused at home. It's another reminder of how sometimes the bigger issue is something we often overlook. And in her best efforts to try to help somebody not go to hell, she forgot to notice the hell that they were currently living in. This made her question her faith, question church, question VBS, as it has many of us. We look at the church over the past year and we think, boy, you guys kept saying the same thing, but you missed some of the bigger issues in our world. And can I just tell you as a church leader, guilty as charged. I think for a lot of us, we were so used to the way that we had done church, we'd forgotten about the pressing needs around us, and we just missed them. And I think if we had to do it over again, we'd do things a lot better. I think for me, it's been a lot of soul searching as to what is it that we're trying to communicate when it comes to our faith. And I think this is where a lot of us have probably missed it. I think for a lot of us, we grew up with a faulty understanding of a relationship with God. Recently, my friend Mike Bro pointed me to a book from an author I had read from before named Sky Jathani, and it's S-K-Y-E, and his last name is J-E-T-H-A-N-I. The guy's a fantastic writer, and this book uh, is simply called With, Reimagining the Way You Relate to God. I can't stress this book enough or recommend it enough. Um, it's, it's fantastic. But he paints a picture of how, for many of us, we have the wrong perception when it comes to our relationship with God. For many of us, we look at life as life under God, life over God, life from God, and life for God. Let me explain using his words. Life under God seeks to control the world by securing God's blessing via rituals and or morality. What better way to control the world than by controlling the God who created it? It's like this idea of if I do the right things, then God owes me. Uh, He's obligated to bless me. That's life under God. Life over God takes a slightly different approach. It employs natural laws or divine principles extracted from the Bible to help us through life's challenges. Want to avoid catastrophe? Then organize your life around God's principles. And for many of us, we appreciate these kind of principles. It's not that they're not true. It's just that they don't necessarily completely define a relationship with God. Here's the third one, life from God. Life from God is primarily concerned with scarcity, not having enough. Amass enough wealth, health, and popularity, and you can insulate yourself from the calamities that befall others. And all of these commodities are best acquired from God. In other words, do your best, work your hardest, save as much as you possibly can, be as healthy as possible, get as popular as you can, network as much as possible, and claim that all of that is just simply the blessing from God. Which that's all fine when it works. But the moment you begin to lose one of those, you assume God has left. And then the final one, life for God, as depicted by the older son in Jesus' parable of the 
prodigal son, tries to extract God's favor through faithful service. Accomplish enough for God, and he will bless and protect you. Here's the problem with those four ways of thinking, and I have lived every single one of those four things, and I've preached all four of those as well. The problem is that when we have danger in our life, it leads to fear, which then leads to control. This has been the one common through line or common thread through this entire um, conversation about mental health on the podcast, and that is when we feel like we've lost control, then we have anxiety. We stress. We get fearful. And this is the cycle that many of us are in. Danger leads to fear. Fear leads to control. If we can't control it, now we're in danger. Then we have fear. Now we need to control. This is probably why many of us have felt so much stress over the past few months. We just don't know how to control things. We just don't know what it is we can do to fix things. And I think it's been a sudden realization that most of us really don't have the power to control very much at all. The book goes on to say this, But the life with God departs from the other forms of religion because it accepts the simple fact, control is an illusion. No amount of control will ever be enough to ensure our safety, and no amount of control will ever remove our fears. So what's interesting is the picture that he paints is instead of us thinking that what we're supposed to do is go from danger to fear to control, the better way to look at things is we experience danger, we experience fear, and then instead of going to control, we go to surrender. And then from surrender, we find safety in the arms of God. And then from safety comes faith. As Dallas Willard once said, once we embrace the reality of God's love and care for us, we see that this present world is a perfectly safe place for us to be. It's interesting that for many of us, our idea of God is based upon what he does for us. And then our idea of his perception of us is based upon what we do for him. If I do this, then you must do this. And yes, there are certainly some statements in the Bible where God says, when you do this, then I'll do this. But it doesn't change how he views us and how he loves us. And really, the evidence of a faithful, God-honoring life is not no financial problems, no health issues, perfect marriages, healthy kids, everybody's perfect and fine. This isn't a Disney movie or a Hallmark movie. Life is rough, but God has said, I am with you. And he is no stranger to suffering. He has walked through the darkest of days, the deepest of problems, and come out the other side so he can say, I remember those times, and I am with you through those difficult circumstances. What this means for you and for me is that instead of us getting into this cycle of danger and then into fear, and then this feeling of, I've got to control this, I've got to fix this. What if you took a break, you took a pause, and you realized that life wasn't so much about being for God, under God, above God, but rather, it's about being with God. That that great promise we usually only talk about at Christmas, of Emmanuel, God is with us, 
is that Jesus is walking with us through our difficult days. Now, I know you're in the middle of summer right now, or you may be listening to this at another time, but we're recording this in summer and it's airing the first week of of July. And you're thinking about baseball or picnics or July 4th parties and, and school coming up and possibly some vacations and a lot is going on. But what's going to happen is when life settles back down into some kind of normalcy, once again, school's back, you're back at work, paying bills, doing life, anxiety will come back and you won't know how to fix things and you won't know how to deal with things. Somebody's going to get sick and you're not going to know how to handle that. What if instead of thinking you need some magic words to get God to do what he needs to do, you just remember that you are in a relationship with the creator of the world. And this world is perfectly safe for you to be in as long as he is with you. I know for me that that simple idea that God is with me has changed the way I've perceived the world. No longer is it me against the world, and if I do it right, God will be happy. No longer is it me versus God, telling God to fix the world, and if he does it right, then I'll be happy. Now, it's God and I doing life together. And guess what? We win in the end. My prayer for you is that throughout this summer, you recognize the goodness of God and that because of that, you can have good mental health because of the anxiety that he is willing to take off of your plate and off of mine. Let me pray for us. Father God, I thank you for all of our listeners right now. I thank you for those that tune in every week. I thank you for those that just had this recently shared with them as some sort of encouragement And God, we pray that we would all take a posture of surrender in the moment of fear rather than control. We're all going to get scared. We're all going to get nervous. But in that moment, to surrender to you and say, I submit to what you want to do, God, and that we would find tremendous safety in that. Father, I'm so encouraged by the life of Jesus, which continues to show us that you yourself was not immune to difficulty and harm and even death, but yet you walked through it with love and grace and mercy and have come out the other side offering us the same. So for everybody right now who's overwhelmed with anxiety, I pray that you would give them peace. For everyone struggling with a medical condition with mental health, I pray that you would give them good mental care, good medication, good habits of health and exercise and sleep. And most of all, God, for all of us, that you would give us a steady diet of your word, which forms our minds to be right formed around your truth. So God, I pray your deepest and richest and most holy blessing upon all those who are listening. And I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I hope that was helpful for you. It was great for me to process it, put it onto a screen and then into the cyber world through (laughs) recording this. Um, Next week, uh, we are going to return with a guest that is just a great guy and does so much work to help churches with volunteers, specifically those that help make a great first impression. He's been hired by not just churches, but by companies that will 
kind of hire him to be their secret shopper and show him things that they need to fix. He's just great. Greg Atkinson is going to join us. So make sure that you're subscribed to the show so you get it immediately sent to your inbox. Thanks to Red Letter Challenge for supporting the episode. Hit me up on Instagram and Twitter at Rusty L. George or email me rgeorge at reallifechurch.org. Thanks for listening to Leading Simple, help for the overwhelmed. Take a moment and subscribe to the podcast so you'll get it delivered every week. And subscribe to the Rusty George YouTube channel for more devotionals, messages, and fun videos. Thank you for listening to Leading Simple. Let's just-